What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Three Down Nation podcast. This is John Hodge. We thank you as always for joining us. This week we are foregoing our regularly scheduled programming to bring you some very exciting interviews from the CFL's off-season winter meetings up in the mountains of Alberta. Justin Dunk, our very own reporter, is on site conducting interviews with members of all nine CFL teams, as well as, of course, CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. We will be posting a select number of these interviews to our podcast feed, but don't fret if you miss the regular show. We'll be back for our regular programming with myself, Justin, and J.C. Abbott on Wednesday, January 18th. In the meantime, enjoy the select interviews we post, and we'll talk to you again soon. Twenty twenty-three CFL winter meetings one-on-one with Winnipeg Blue Bombers head coach Mike O'Shea. Mike, I'm curious, and I hope this doesn't hurt, but you you watched back the Grey Cup, and if you have, how many times? Uh, yeah, it's not a matter of number of times. You know, I think. It, you know, as you're going through the game, you you know you have a pretty good handle on how the game's going, and then it doesn't finish the way you want. I mean, I don't think you need to watch it a pile of times to um, see why it ended the way it did. You know, um, that's not going to change. I think the idea of how, you know is how do you, how do you move forward, right? How do you how do you get going forward again? Uh, because all the players are hurting, and you know it's going to take each guy. A certain amount of time um, and that time is going to vary from individual to individual and same with the coaching staff but um, we'll make sure we've we've moved on and you know I think some of that doesn't actually take place until you get back together as a team and training camp. The contract and specifically yours was a big topic of conversation at Great Cup. You didn't seem to be bothered by it. Now you have a fresh one. Are you happy that you have that done and don't have to answer those questions anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are questions I'm not going to answer during the season anyway, really, and those are things I'm not going to think about during the season. Once again, I think it's a it's a pretty easy answer. You know, we ask our players to 
you know, remain very focused at the, at what they're doing in that moment, right? So for me to be negotiating and trying to figure things out, um, it's not fair to, the, to anybody really. Mm -hmm. And overall for you, do you envision in the future maybe wanting to get more into player personnel or are you just focused and really enjoy the coaching aspect? I mean, you know, I, I believe I want to stay in football. So however that takes me, I mean, I think the coaching uh, profession can be fickle sometimes, right? You're, 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 you're out of jobs fairly quickly in some instances. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have this job for as long as I've had. So um, I, I've never honestly even playing, um, even other jobs when I was a kid, I was never looking at the next job, you know? So that's, uh, that comes easy. The one of the things that I believe you hold near and dear is the culture that you built on this team. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's one of the things that you believe is yeah, sacred. They built. That's what I'm correcting you on. <laughs> it's good. That's what I want to be corrected the, on. It's the, the, the group of players we brought in, um, have a very good understanding of what it takes to win, um, what it takes to to become a team, and, and what that means. You know, so we tend to leave them alone, <laughs> and let them sort out their dressing room and sort out the the vibe that they that they've created. And I'm going to tell a quick story here, and I hope you're okay with it. 2007. Well, I won't know until you're done. Yeah, so. <laughs> right, right, right. But I think you'll start to remember it. Okay. 2007, you get inducted into the University of Guelph Griffin Sports Hall of Fame. It's homecoming weekend. And after that dinner is over, you talk with a group of captains. I happen to be one of the captains mm -hmm. of the team at that time. And I don't remember exactly what you said to us, but I remember, and I hate cliches, but literally wanting to run through a brick wall. And we did just that the next day. It was a Saturday against those Western Mustangs. You know how we feel about those guys. Yep. Beat them at homecoming. And I often think back to that when I think about what you've built in Winnipeg, just that feeling that you left us with after less than five minutes. Mm -hmm. And you won't want to take credit for this. I don't think you want to talk too much to it, but the leadership that you bring to that organization and just the mindset and the process and maybe the best question to ask you is how do you evaluate who's best going to fit into that locker room that you mentioned that the players build that culture themselves? Um, I mean, I think it's pretty easy when we speak to guys and I think the entire staff has a good understanding of what, what we're looking for. I think we've also changed our focus from our first couple of years where we're just constantly looking to upgrade talent in the first couple of years to now, you know, we've transitioned to really take into account that leadership piece. You know, you're, you're trying to find and add leaders all the time to your locker room. I don't know that you can have too many, right? Because there's going to be so many situations where players are asked to lead. Um, you know, they have to be capable of recognizing those situations and then acting upon them. Um, one of the things that I take from that story you just told is that most people don't remember what was said. <laughs> so I spend a, I don't spend a lot of time 
speaking in those terms and trying to motivate people. We've got a group of players that are extremely motivated, self-motivated, and, um, and players that are motivated by just looking around and seeing their teammates, right? So uh, <laughs> when you say you don't remember what I said, I take that as that's exactly what happens every day <laughs> is a lot of, a lot of people don't just, just really just don't remember what you said, <laughs> you know? So I think it's more about, uh, you know, trying to empower the players, you know, as a staff, we really empower the players to, to lead and take those opportunities, um, more so by what we do and how we act than what we tell them, <laughs> you know. Maybe part of the reason I don't remember is too many shots to the head. You've had way more <laughs> of those than me, yeah. but I do remember, and you use that word empower, that feeling coming out of that. And the feeling was, here is this CFL Hall of Famer who is treating us just like one of the boys on the team. Mm. And I remember that, it was just little huddle. And as you said, I don't think you said a lot, but that in its of itself, said a lot and I think that's kind of the Michael Shea model if you will yeah I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't put a lot of time trying to figure out what my motto is or anything like that and and yeah I think in that situation I would have loved been back on the field with you guys <laughs> you know I think that's what every when those situations come up it's like God, I just want to be playing again and I want to be out there with them that would have been awesome. I would have loved oh, to watch you from the sidelines. Yeah, it would, it would not have been good. 2007, <laughs> it would not have been good. But, yeah. I think you still could have played. But yeah. to the team that you have now, a lot of guys in this core group seem to be willing to take less money to stay with the Blue Bombers. Now, we're getting to that period where it's obviously coming up on free agency. Why do you believe that's the case? Oh, I don't know that that's actually true or not. So I, I can't confirm that. Um, I do think we've got a group of, you know, very thoughtful, intelligent players. So they just don't jump at other opportunities and they have other opportunities. I don't know that they just jump at them. I think they go through the process of analyzing the pros and cons and looking at situations and they come to the conclusion that they would not all of them, but they come to the conclusion that they'd, they'd like to stay. Um, and then what that means financially, I, I don't know, but um, I think there's evidence all through pro sport where moving doesn't always um, create the desired outcome. Possibly in your bank account, yes, but you know, you've got to take a good look at systems and how you'll be utilized and coaches and environment and fan base, whatever those things are that are important to you. You know, you've got to spend the time, you know, put in the work to really take a good hard look at, at what you're moving on to. And once again, I think we've got the group of guys that, that are thoughtful, that are intelligent, that do spend time, you know, thinking about what they have and not thinking about what they don't have as much, you know. Mm -hmm. I think they 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 appreciate the players they play with, 
uh, and the organization they're on. And I think for a lot of them, that's evident every day in the gratitude they express to their teammates. We're coming up to free agency obviously soon. Is there a few guys that you focused on or that you talked to to try to get them to come back? Or how does Mike O'Shea go through that process as the head coach wanting guys back? Yeah, it's it's sometimes it's the group setting at the end of the year. And then there would be, uh, you know, individual meetings with, with players. But this organization, the Bombers, have worked hard to create continuity. And we have a lot of very talented players that fit and get it. I, I don't know the reason why we would be moving on from a bunch of players. I mean, we're a good football team, so I'd like to keep it that way. And I think we've shown that a good amount of continuity um, can produce or will produce good results. And you've been in Winnipeg a long time now, and that entire time that you've been there, Kyle Walters, the GM, has been there. So what's that relationship been like over that long period of time and building this team to the point where you've gone to three straight great cups. Yeah, I think it's it's growing like everything else on this team. Right now there's, uh, there's that working relationship that, you know, we're sort of set in that path where we go about our business and we communicate and we just, You know, we figured out a lot of things from the beginning <laughs> to get to this point. And now, you know, it's just these, um, I don't want to call them tweaks, but just running the daily business, you know, um, because we're not looking to make and have these massive discussions about the direction of the team like we did in year one and year two, <laughs> right? Um, it's, it's not, we're not complacent. It's just, we've got it moving to the, in the direction that we've, that we desired. Do you look back to some of those early years and I forget the year it was exactly, but I think you guys were like one and three or one and four. And a lot of people were calling for you to be fired mm. and then think of how far you come and then maybe how, I don't know what the exact right word is, but how short-sighted that was from perhaps the people in the media or the fans. And yeah, I, once again, I don't think the organization felt that. I'm sure there was pressure. Uh, I don't often look back at that. That's not, I don't, it doesn't serve any purpose, really. Um, you know, I'll say I survived that, but organizationally, I don't, believe that's the way we wanted to build it you know I think there was a um, through Wade and Kyle there was that recognition that there had to be some continuity um, where other teams in other leagues just kept flipping and flipping and flipping and it wasn't producing the results that were that everybody wanted so I think um, you know there was a, a, a real decision to stay the course despite some external pressure, but I don't know that there was a lot of pressure internally. You know, I think we recognized where we were at, uh, what what was left to be done, <laughs> you know? And once again, I, I think there's a bunch of people that really look at the reasons, the, the truth as to why things are going the way they're going and don't get caught up in, um, you know, 
other people's perceptions of what's going on. That continuity has led to you guys winning back-to-back -back Great Cups, going to three straight Great Cups. People around Great Cup, and I would say even now, want to talk about the Blue Bombers as being a dynasty. Is that something that you even think about? Like, we're building a dynasty, or are you just focused on what's next? Yeah, just what's next. I don't know. Those are big words, <laughs> right? Like, we don't we don't talk in those terms. It's it's really is about what do we have to do today? Awesome, Mike. Thanks for taking the time yeah. to chat with us. I hope you. you enjoy the mountains. Yeah, we'll do. CFL Winter Meetings 2023 one-on-one -on -one with Winnipeg Blue Bombers General Manager Kyle Walters. Kyle, I have to ask you right off the top because I think it's top of mind for a lot of Blue Bombers fans and even people around the league. Okay. The last two times that you and Mike O'Shea have signed contract extensions, or that he has at least, okay. you've been together, all three of you, with President Wade Miller. This time around, it was just Wade Miller and Mike O'Shea. What was the thinking behind that? Well... You know, this is our tenth year as a tenth year as a group together, and every other year that I recall, when there's been contract extensions, Mike, Mike, and I would have contract extensions. The three Wade would Wade would work through both of ours. Uh, we'd sit at that table, and the announcement would be, "We've extended Mike, we've extended Kyle, and move on." You know, it it was this year there was no contract extension for myself, so. I didn't want it to be a distraction on that on Mike's day. Mike was getting a contract extension. There was no extension for me. So it seemed like it would have been a little bit awkward at the moment to have to answer those questions at, at that particular time. So, you know, there there was never there was never a thought from Wade to say you should be at this press conference because of that. And, you know, it turns out I was you know, I was away uh, Jacqueline, my wife, was you know had some work in Miami Beach, so I tagged along with her, and it got announced during that time. But whether I was in, you know, whether I was in Winnipeg or, or Miami, you know, there it just didn't make sense for me to be sitting at that table having to ask answer questions about my lack of contract extension while Mike while we were announcing Mike's contract. And Mike was asked a bunch of contract questions throughout 2022 and even before the Grey Cup because he was in the last year of his deal, but he felt like it would play itself out. So how do you feel like yourself going into that final year of your contract? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's, you know, I'll, I'll be working through the last year of my contract and, you know, focus on focus on putting the best team together we can this year and see if we can make a run at a fourth Grey Cup in a row appearance. Um, and, you know, we'll sit down after the season and sit with the family and sit with Wade and try to figure out what the best plan for our future is. You've already been working away on that team that's going to be on the field in 2023. Zach Calero signed an extension, gets a little bump, but still continues to be the CFL's highest paid player. Stanley Bryan has been re-signed. Patty Newfield, I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody else, Willie Jefferson. Are there any other guys that you think are close to big ones? I think people out there probably want to know about Jackson Jeffcoat. Yeah, there's, you know, I think there'll be a few more, Jackson being one of them. I, I think in the next couple of weeks I anticipate a few more guys being announced uh, uh, said the difference this year after going through what we went through last last year with the Grey Cup ending in December and then uh, all the free agents that everybody has now with the one-year contract so many free agents it was it was unbearable those you know the six weeks trying to get everybody signed and worrying about Zach's contract and where's his price point and trying to get the high price guys or, or the other high price guys back um, under contract 
which set the wheels in motion. So, so I decided this year to at least get some irons in the fire during the bye weeks, talk with agents, talk with players, uh, see if we can get a rough idea of numbers rolling, not, not a ton of agreed upon contracts, but just making December a lot more efficient. And I think that will continue into January where we'll get majority of our core guys back under contract and then sort of figure out how to, you know, finish off the roster. Dalton Schoen, the league's most outstanding rookie in 2022, has had multiple NFL workouts. Do you see him signing a contract down there, or what's your feel based on that, talking to NFL people? That's an interesting one because, you know, you know Terrell Ford, unlike Terrell Ford, who was an unknown, who, who Terrell just signed with the Packers, I mean, that's, he was an unknown coming out of Waterloo. He goes to his pro day and, and blows, blows the, the lid off and tests phenomenally doesn't get an opportunity so all the NFL teams circled back and look at these pro day numbers and and now okay here's a young guy that tests like an NFL player um, he's got a year of pro football under his belt let's give him an opportunity that he didn't get last year Dalton the NFL teams were familiar with him they, they studied him coming out and familiar with him and and he had his opportunity and now though he's put together such a phenomenal year on film that I think they're going to spend a little bit more time evaluating film. I'm quite certain nobody watched Terrell cover a punt this year or a kickoff and said, that's the guy, you know, that's the guy based on what he did in the CFL this year. It's more, here's his pro day numbers. He's now a year older, got a year of pro football under his belt. Let's give him a chance. Dalton, I think there'll be a lot more evaluation into the film this year and the NFL guy saying, well, what did maybe we miss from a, from an on field standpoint? That, that can that translate into the NFL, what he did up there. So that may take a little bit longer, but I'm not, I'm not sure. What did the Bombers see in him, and what do you think his standout traits could be if he did get a chance to go to the NFL? Yeah, you know what, Dan, you know, Danny saw him and saw him at a camp and did some good things, and you know, he showed up and he's, again, there's so many bodies at a CFL training camp. How do you, your question, how do you differentiate yourself? It's, well, he, he learned the playbook. He's very smart and he took every rep. He's very fit. So very smart and very fit and just got better and better and better. And, um, you know, learned all the positions and Zach trusted him, Buck trusted him. And as I said, he never missed a damn snap the entire training camp. So he, he won the job by performing at that level all through training camp and never making a mental mistake. So, you know, I think the NFL is going to have to learn, can he do that stuff being on the line against the press corner? Can he get himself open in zone? Like, uh, like can he win in man? Like you need to do down in the NFL. And that, that will be for them to decide. He certainly took advantage of the CFL rules to have an exceptional year. And now I'm sure the NFL guys are saying, does that, does his skill set that allowed him to have success in the CFL translate to the NFL? And that's, I guess, for them to, to decide. Using Dalton Schoen as an example, can you take us behind the scenes what happens in terms of the NFL teams gathering background information and talking to you? Because you have a contact or contacts with guys down there as well, and they want an honest assessment. So what are those conversations like with Schoen being the example? Yeah, when they call up, it's just, you know, you just... They, they know they've done all their work on him. Like, like there was a little bit more with Terrell because he was kind of an unknown. Like, Dalton had gone through the process, and the easy thing for both those guys are they're they're outstanding young men they quiet they don't say much they just work hard and and put the work in and that's it you know there's not not a bad word you can say about them either one of them mm -hmm. from a character standpoint you've had multiple guys go through that process now so are you just used to it in terms of planning for shown maybe leaving or maybe being back 
yeah, yeah there's you know there's the you know with with <laughs> losing your canadians it's like hey yeah yeah that's gonna be tough you know how do you replace you know we were going into next year and terrell was after the after season meetings he's earned the right to come in and compete with any american to start at corner and and even if he doesn't win a starting job he's certainly good enough to be the get you out of a game corner the next guy in which frees up a di from the secondary to maybe move somewhere else and now you're looking at your roster going huh well now that's a fairly important piece for both of those reasons gone then that's not you just don't draft a Terrell Ford every year like that's not realistic so that puts a bit of a hole in there and and then when you look at Dalton Schoen it's like well yeah we we've had you know first year players come in and contribute but the expectation that you know all those yardage can be replaced by by a first year contract is pretty unlikely so yeah there's a little bit of both of those guys have you know with with Terrell leaving for that and and the potential of Dalton leaving does raise some concerns on the overall roster and what it's going to look like next year for sure. Drew Brown is a guy that's under contract for you guys next year he should be back but I'm curious based on how he played last year have you had any trade offers or calls inquiries on Brown with teams looking to fill that quarterback? No nothing yet nothing on Drew yet. And do you think that that will come, or do you feel like he'll be with the Bombers? I feel he'll be with the Bombers. I said I think teams, I think there's a whole, <laughs> on the quarterback market this year, there's going to be a whole lot to shake down in the next month and a half. So we'll see after, after that maybe teams. But I think I think there's a lot of teams trying to figure out exactly what their quarterback position looks like. And then after that, maybe some calls on Drew, but I think there's there's a lot of, <laughs> I said it'll be very interesting in our league, to, and I'm happy I can sit back and watch this year and not have to partake in in all of that. And how would you analyze Drew Brown in terms of his upside in the future? And you must be really comfortable having him as your number two. Yeah, he's you know it showed right from that first game where he went in there and you know and and no snaps and goes in there and puts a little drive together and wins wins the game. And then you know he's he. he got a few more snaps this year and he's getting more comfortable and it's like a lot of young quarterbacks that they just need some time and reps and uh, he's progressing nicely and there's just a confidence about him and you know being in that quarterback room with Zach and seeing the preparation that's needed to, to succeed as a quarterback in this league he's getting that firsthand he's getting great coaching from Buck and you know he'll we'll see he'll, he'll just hopefully he just continues to grow and there is that something about him though there's that confidence and that moxie that that you need to be a successful quarterback and, and he has it that's for sure are the bombers a dynasty no I mean I that's I guess that's for for public to look back I still look at the Edmonton as the dynasty where they won they won however many five in a row I mean that's if you're if you it's hard it's hard to when there's already a dynasty in the CFL it's hard to call yourself a dynasty until you do something better than the dynasty in Edmonton Edmonton has has kind of laid the groundwork of wow until you're there I don't know that you you deserve to call yourself anything other than not you haven't done what Edmonton did back in the day yeah, I think you mentioned that you've been with the Bombers now going into your 13th season. Yeah, 13 years in the organization. Could you envision back then now having two great cups on your resume, having gone to three straight and becoming the model franchise in the CFL? Well, no. I mean, I remember <laughs> I, Paul Lapolis hired me on as a specialty. So I was a head coach at Guelph, and Paul hired me here as 2010. And <laughs> my special teams coordinator the very first play of my special teams coaching career 
opening game of the year, we kick off and they run it back for a touchdown. So, so that's so to answer your question, yes, it's got, it's come quite a long, quite a long ways from from some of those years, the early years, and we had success. We went to a great cup with Paul, and then had some had some down times, and we weren't particularly good when when you know when Wade took over and hired me, and 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 I hired Mike. We were. You know, we weren't real good back then, but we've, you know, we've built this thing up properly and, 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 you know, drafted well and, and put the quality of individuals that in the locker room that we need to succeed. And it's been, uh, it's been rewarding and I'm proud of the, I'm proud of what we've done organizationally to take it from, you know, from where we started to where we are now is, 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 you know, we're proud of that for sure. Yeah. Lots of people are curious to see if you can keep it going. Thanks for sharing some time in the mountains. For sure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.